Hi. I'm Lone Candle, and you are a welfare queen. Okay, I'm not talking about traditional welfare, nor people who don't work for a living. But all too often, people zealously complain about welfare and government subsidies without realizing how much they suckle. <sighs> From the taxpayer's cheat. Because taxes aren't enough to pay for government expenses, the government takes on a lot of debt. So you're a breast philanderer gorging yourself on the milk of both taxpayer and national indebtedness. Do you get health insurance through your employer? Then you feed on that udder like a baby cow. Did or do you pay mortgage interest? How does that taxpayer and debt-financed milk taste? Have you sold a house? A queen of welfare you are. Have you contributed to a 401k or individual IRA plan? Did you thank the American people for that handout? These programs cost the American people more than the following traditional welfare programs combined. The Earned Income Tax Credit, SNAP, also known as food stamps, housing assistance, money paid to low-income, disabled, blind, or senior citizens through SSI, Pell Grants, welfare-to-work money through TANF, child nutrition, Head Start, job training, food for pregnant women and young children through the WIC program, child care, LAHEEP, utility payment support, and a phone subsidy called Lifeline. Now, just because the government is helping you out doesn't mean it's a bad policy. It could be for the betterment of society. Such policies could be in the national interest. But recognizing that you yourself receive benefits is important to avoid hypocrisy. And at least some of these middle-class welfare handouts are not good. Bad. One example of bad policy is the mortgage interest deduction. This itemized deduction lets homeowners deduct interest on loans used to buy or improve their house. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, the Republican tax cut of that year, did limit this deduction, but it still exists. Let's first look at a few downsides. While it isn't the most expensive program in the world, especially after the 2017 tax changes, it still adds billions of dollars to the debt every year, about $27 billion in 2019. It's a limit on human freedom. The government is incentivizing you to take certain actions over others. And how does it do this? By taking money from one person and giving it to another. That's inherently unfair. Why should one productive taxpayer have to pay more into the system than someone else just because the latter chose to own rather than rent? Don't be confused by this being a tax expenditure. Spending in the tax code is still spending. Under a normal subsidy, the government takes taxes from everyone and then gives money, say $100, to person A. If person B didn't qualify for the subsidy, the government effectively took money from person B and gave it to person A. As a tax deduction, person A just pays less taxes, but that means person B had to pay a higher share of the government expense than person A. In the end, Person A still gets an extra $100 that Person B didn't get, and that extra $100 came from people like Person B who had to pay relatively more in taxes. Tax deduction versus regular spending makes no difference in the distributional impact, taking from one to give to another. Unless properly justified, this is inherently unfair and wrong.
both due to the distribution and the inability of person B to spend their money how they please, rather than subsidizing another's house. So, how can subsidizing homeownership over renting be in the national interest? Such arguments tend to fall into two categories, American dream and economic. The American dream idea is that it is aspirational to own a home. There's something special about one's place in the world when he or she does such a thing. That's purely an opinion. And the government shouldn't be taking my money to tell us what the American dream is. Most of us are essentially wage or salary workers, not landowners by trade. We don't need to own land. If we want to, that's great. But there's nothing inherently American about owning one's home. It isn't clearly a better way to live. The government shouldn't be using force, and yes, all taxes are taken by force, to incentivize one way of living over another simply because it feels like the best aspirational goal to some people. If people want to own a home, let them, but leave my money out of it. Economically, the arguments are that homes produce a lot of economic activity and give individuals equity. When one buys a home, they also buy furniture, pay for maintenance, and other things that are not as heavily used by renters. Also, homes can be a good investment to help people maintain and grow their money. What's the problem with the economic arguments? This line of thinking acts like the money just disappears. Money invested in a home and spent on home-related activities doesn't just disappear if someone doesn't buy a home. It usually doesn't sit under a mattress. It is either invested or spent on something else. These produce positive economic effects similar to buying a home. Even if it just sits in a bank account, the bank uses that money to invest. It isn't obvious that home buying is the best use of economic resources. Because it isn't, the government shouldn't be intervening. Let people decide what to do with their money. Investing in a home can be a good investment, but not always. Some people get screwed investing in a home. If the bulk of one's wealth is in a home, that's putting all of one's eggs in a single basket. Usually the S&P 500 does better than a home. It's not obvious that home buying is the best place for one's money. If you're in a good market, it can be very good. But it is not such a clearly good choice that the government should be taking money from one person to subsidize another for making that choice. Furthermore, the government incentivizing housing can go very badly. The 2008 economic crash was built upon unrealistic, skyrocketing housing prices and debt. Incentivizing people to own more expensive homes, as well as incentivizing people to hold more debt, may have played a role in this crash. We must remember that when we incentivize something with governmental power, we are messing with a market's natural order, and this can cause distortions with devastating consequences. Some studies suggested that children of homeowners did better than children of non-homeowners, but more recent studies failed to show the same result. So there's not proper evidence to argue that for the sake of children, we should incur the costs of this policy. Okay, let's say you don't buy my arguments about incentivizing home ownership not being in the national interest. Let's say you believe home ownership is an inherent part of the American dream or slash and has economic benefits for individuals and society as a whole. So you want more people to own homes and therefore support the mortgage deduction. It still wouldn't make sense to support this policy. 
because it doesn't increase the number of homeowners. People have looked into this, and it mostly convinces people who are already buying a home to buy a bigger and more expensive home, or a second home. People who are purchasing look at their budget, then take the mortgage deduction into account, and are like, cool, I can afford a little more. Thanks, taxpayer, for that extra square feet or nicer kitchen counter. You're not welcome. If you can barely afford a home, the interest deduction isn't going to make a big difference. It's rarely going to be the financial threshold breaker between being able to afford a home or not. The more expensive your home, the more you benefit. Also, only those whose itemized deductions are larger than the standard deduction are eligible. So many lower income people won't qualify for the deduction at all. Additionally, the deduction's value is based on one's marginal tax rate, meaning those with higher incomes benefit more. These factors cause the following fact. Most of the subsidies' benefits go to the wealthy. Don't let this be presented as a benefit for struggling working Americans because it primarily benefits the well-off, who don't need help. Worse, the mortgage deduction doesn't simply not achieve its goal. It's counterproductive. The deduction actually reduces homeownership. How can this be? By incentivizing people to buy more expensive homes, the deduction increases home values, making home ownership less affordable and moving the price out of range for some Americans. This seems to be the consensus among people who've studied this. The only exception where it may increase home ownership is in higher income sectors in cities with less regulation. Again, higher income people don't need the help. So, not only would this be bad policy even if it did achieve what it sets out to, it doesn't work in the first place. It is a complete failure, a waste of money, an unjustified intrusion on our freedom, and inherently unfair. I'm glad the mortgage deduction was limited, but it needs to be eliminated. May Athena bless freedom, and may she bless these United States of America. Anywho, I'm Lone Candle. Like me, comment me, love me. And love means subscribe.